Hey, this is Kim and Catherine. Welcome to the Weekend Sober. This is Kim and Catherine, and we are so excited to have Blair Sharp here. Um, Blair, welcome. Welcome, yeah. Blair. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. We're excited. Um, yeah, we're so happy to have you here. And um, I was trying to think how we got connected, and it was Amy Willis, who we've had on um, our podcast. She connected us, and... It's yes. so cool. I love that. And we got connected through the sober community. Um, yes. and so that was awesome. Thank you, Amy. Um, and you can, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you can tell us how maybe you, how you know, Amy, and then tell us a little bit about yourself and we'd love to hear your story. Sure. Yeah. Um, I know Amy, I guess through the, the sober Instagram community, um, she is a fellow writer. And so we kind of, uh, bonded over that and, um, kind of bounce ideas off of each other and, um, yeah. Tell us about your journey or uh, tell us where you're from. Everybody. Yeah. I'm from Minnesota. So I live in Minnesota, Rochester, Minnesota, and, um, I am a wife, um, for six years, we've been married, um, together for 11 and then my son is five and a half. Um, and he'll be going to kindergarten this fall. And, um, I am a psychometrist, um, uh, full-time right now, which is, which just means that I test people's thinking in a clinical setting in a hospital. Very <clears throat> cool. Did yeah. you go to what kind of degree is that, that you, um, it's a psych degree. Okay. Um, <clears throat> it's pretty much the only thing you could really do with a psych degree without getting a master's in psych. Awesome. Okay. Uh, so yeah. Um, at, <laughs> so I've been there for, uh, let's see this month. It'll be eight years. I've been working. I work at the Mayo clinic in Rochester. Oh, here. So, oh, cool. yeah. So, um, and yeah, I've just hit my four year, uh, alcohol free anniversary in February. Congratulations. Oh yeah. Thanks. So I quit drinking when my son was 18 months old. Um, <clears throat> so I, uh, when I started drinking, it was always just because, you know, everybody else was doing it. I was a social thing. Um, pretty much throughout my drinking has always been socializing and it, it, I've never felt like it was, you know, numbing the pain of trauma or anything like that. I had a great childhood, like spoiled, probably like too spoiled, maybe <laughs> if anything. Um, but if that's one thing that sends you to therapy, right? It's yeah, like- right. That can also <laughs> be a problem. <laughs> um which I noticed that now I'm doing to my I'm an only child growing I didn't grow up with any siblings but um and same with my son now so I'm like oh my gosh am I turning him into me (laughs) (laughs) Um, but whatever um the book it's called raising your first child like your second oh yeah that's what I need to do it it'll it'll give you good (laughs) still young like yeah yeah that's a good one. Okay. Um, yeah. So I was always like a social thing for me in high school, you know, just kind of trying it out here and there. Um, in college is really where I like hit it hard. Um, like a lot of people do, you know, it's like 
binge drinking. It's normal there. It's normal to, you know, go to parties and do keg stands and all these drinking games and black out all the time and make bad decisions. And like, it was like anything in a long list of like college drinking activities, like I have done, you know, or like it's been done. Like, um, yeah, it's so normal. And, um, my, you know, I was in the group of friends who were doing the same thing. Like, so it wasn't like weird, um, to me at all, my drinking back then. If you didn't kind of, yeah, it would totally been, I would have not have fit in at all if I wasn't drinking back then. And there was no, I mean, there was no question. Like I was going to do that (laughs) and I had a lot of fun, you know, it wasn't all bad. Like there were times where I had lots of fun. All the people that I'm friends with now are people that I met when I was in that early 20 age group. So I have all those same friends. And, um, so, you know, and I met my husband at a bar. So like, and he doesn't drink actually just a whole nother layer of my life. Um, he's never really drank. He drank a little bit when he was younger and then got really sick from it. And the doctor was like, well, you probably shouldn't drink, give a bad stomach or something like that. And so he hasn't drank since. So I don't know him as a, I mean, he'll take and drink a beer or whatever, but like, what's the point really? Um, but yeah, so that's a whole, (laughs) that's a whole thing. Cause he is a non-drinker and I was like this binge drinker, blackout, you know, person. So, um, his perspective, is probably textbook to, to our husbands. And yeah. Yeah. Like, Oh, taking care of you worried oh, about. You. Yep. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And he said too, that he thought it was kind of normal the way I was drinking because everybody else was doing that too. You know, his friends were going to parties and he was still going out to bars with his friends. He just wasn't drinking. Um, so he never really, um, back in the day, I guess, when we met thought that it was out of the ordinary. Um, but, um, you know, then when you grow up, quote unquote, grow up, you right. get older, I guess you get older. Like it's not as, not as cool to black out all the time when you're drinking. <laughs> like, totally. People don't want to stay up till two or after and be drinking, you know? And I noticed like my friends would like want to go home and I'm like, what do you mean go home? The bar is still open or right. where are we going after the bar? Like, so, yeah, that was, that was going to be my question to you. Yeah. Did, did you find that you sought out people who still wanted to yeah. have, yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. A good time. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And there was a few, um, that you could always call and say, let's go. Um, or you could always convince somebody, you know, you could always convince me, uh, that wasn't (laughs) hard, but like I had other friends, um, that, yeah, I would just go out with like most of the time. Um, or I just make friends, right. Like you just make new friends at the bar or something. I don't know. Yeah. Um, which I would never do. I would never go to a place right now and like, try to make a friend. Like, I don't know, especially 10 o'clock at night or whatever, you know? So in one of your articles, I was reading how, you know, you're an honest introvert, which has yeah. been such an interesting piece for Kim and I to find out about ourselves yeah. as well. Journey. It's like, wow, we, we always said we were the life of the party. Like we brought it. We were always, yes. and it's, I was, you know, <laughs> dancing on tables and whatever. And like, now I don't even want to like answer the door. If somebody knocks on my door, like, you know, <laughs> I just hide. <laughs> Oh my gosh. You, uh, we are so similar. That is so funny. I mean, I, I, I literally danced on a bar top. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah, I was like thinking even like today, I was like, well, you know, if they message me and they're like, oh, we're going to cancel today. I, I like would be fine with that. Like I, if you like, <laughs> so because I'm in plans. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like maybe Kim will just handle this. I'm like, oh, <laughs> meeting someone new. 
Yeah. Right. It's like, it's a lot of energy, but you know, after I do the thing, like after I do the thing, I always feel good about it. Or like, if I go hang out with my friends now, I, I, I don't want to go. Cause I just like being at my house and being a homebody and whatever. Yeah. But when I do go, I, I realize that like, it's good for me, but isn't this fulfilling yeah. for us to talk to one another yes. a lot, but it feels good. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, yeah. Not alone. Like, exactly. <laughs> and it's always nice to know again, like you talk about your hobbies with Amy. It's like when you have something in common with someone as an introvert, it's always easier to like have your cup filled up and feel energized by it. You know? Yeah. Blair, Blair, going back to your story, I have a question. Um, so when you graduated college, did you feel like, you know, everyone's kind of not staying out late anymore? Did you feel like you were starting to worry about your drinking. Like, did you start to question it or what were you just sort of like, um, I don't think so. I was just like, well, this is just what I like to do. So I'm just going to keep doing it, you know? And I, I had tons of, um, so, I mean, okay. It took me six years to graduate college because I messed around and drank obviously, um, and didn't care about school at all. I was always about the drinking and I wasn't somebody who could like just go and, and like ace a test. Like I'm not great at school either. Um, so it took me longer, but, um, I, so I got a DUI when I was 25 and I was still in school. I think, yes, I was still in school at that time. Um, so I got a DUI, I had to spend two nights in jail, um, because Ooh. of how high I blew. Yeah. I, I blew so high on a Tuesday. Yeah. So I had to stay till Thursday because I had to go to court before I left in a jumpsuit in handcuffs. Oh my goodness. My dad in the courtroom. Like it was. Yeah. But even after that, I was Didn't like, well, so-and-so just got one too. So-and-so yeah. has one, you know, like it wasn't, it was a funny thing. Like, Oh, guess how, guess what? You know? And so it was never, it was never like a red flag. Like alcohol is the problem. Hello. Flashing lights. Like, you know, and every time I would black out and lose my purse and, um, you know, end up in the emergency room. Cause I fell, um, I fall, I fell a lot and I'm like six feet tall. So it's a long ways down. <laughs> and so like, you know, lots of, um, yeah, just bad things, but negative prison. consequences throughout. Right. Um, but never was there a time where I was like, you know, maybe I'm going to watch my drinking tonight. Maybe I'm going to drink water in between. Like I was never one of those people either. Like I just was like, this is how it is. And this is how it's going to be. So everybody watch out if, you know, who knows what, like I would take, like start drinking. And I just, you don't know what's going to happen. Like I didn't know. And now it's super scary to think about that, (laughs) but then I didn't care. It was like, I didn't really care. You know, I was like, whatever happens, happens. Um, and it wasn't until I had my son that I, you know, I tried to, I had no problem like quitting when I was pregnant, but I, when I, after I had him, I, it's, it's like this, you know, when you're become a mother, it's this whole new thing and you can't really explain it unless you've lived through it, but it's this whole, like, it's a role change where now like you're, um, you are required to not only care for yourself, but you like also have to keep this other human alive, you know? And so I tried to still maybe live that life that I was living, but it ended up being too hard. You know, the hangovers were horrible. And, you know, they were two, three day hangovers, like physically, and then an emotional hangover after is what I call it. Like, you know, you kind of feel like, why did I do that again? Why can't I just drink normally? Why did I black out? Like I have a couple drinks, like, cause it was never just a couple, like, I mean, yes, I've gone out and I've had a beer with dinner and then I'd come home, but like, I always like 
had that in the back of my head, like wanting more, wanting more, wanting more. yeah, wanting more. And I, and I, there's been times where I didn't have more, like I was fine and I went to bed, but like in the back of my head, it was always like more, I want more. How can I stop at the store on the way home and just grab this? And then is there anything in the house? Like, you know, and right. so, um, yeah. And so like slowly, um, I feel like after I had my son too, you know, your body changes after you have a kid and, um, I hadn't drank for so long. So I got drunk a lot quicker and I felt like I was drinking more in a shorter amount of amount of time too. Like a lot of times it was, and a lot of times it was by myself at home because I had to be home with the baby. Uh, and it, and it was, and I still at that point don't feel like it was like, Oh, I'm sad or anything like that. And I'm, you know, trying to numb my, um, um, yeah, at that point it was just what I did. It's like, now I'm a mom, I can sit and relax and have a, a drink because I deserve it. But then it ends up being a bottle, you know, like a wine yeah. or two bottles and, and more. And so, um, I, it just I did, hold over you no yeah, matter what. Right. And it was mostly like, I mean, I was, I was going to work just fine, um, all week. And then it'd be like Friday night, I would just get like super drunk and then I'd be hung over, you know, for two days. And then on Monday I'd be hating myself again. And then it'd be Friday again. So it wasn't like I was drinking every day. I wasn't drinking even all the weekend days. It was just like this cycle. Of course, every once in a while, there'd be a time where I'd have to drink on a Saturday too, or, you know, a Sunday, Funday or something like that. But it was mostly on the weekends, um, by that point. And it was like, I was functioning, but in my head, you know, by that Monday, Tuesday, I was like, uh, I would say I was like depressed sort of in that, um, time period after like, why am I doing it? Like just kind of self-loathing sort of. And so, um, there was one night where I, um, had fall, I was home with my son and he was 18 months old and, um, I had fallen and tripped over the baby gate and fell and shattered a wine glass, which are things that would happen any day of the week. I mean, anytime I drink, this wasn't anything weird, but it was just so happened that that would be the last night that I drank. My husband came home and found me cleaning up the wine glass. And I think it was the next morning, you know, I woke up and I was sore and bruised. And I, I said, um, he told me, you know, you can't drink anymore. Um, just when it's just you and him at home, like we can't drink anymore by yourself with him and in the house. And did you sort of recognize that? Or yeah, you, yeah, that time I did. I think that time I did. Cause I was like, yeah, that's probably a good idea. And before that, you know, I, he had kind of made some different rules. Like, I don't want to drink. I don't want you to drink around me. Or like, if you're going to go to somebody's house, stay overnight. If you're going to go out with your friends, stay at their house. Things Have you like ever him about those rules that he was making to set boundaries for himself yeah. basically to preserve him. yeah. yeah he was never like you you have to stop drinking he right was never like alcohol is the problem here you know right um, but he he was self-preserving himself yeah. which is yeah and then he was protecting your baby yeah at, right. which is really he sounds like a he sounds like a really good guy yeah he is and well he would have to be to still be with me after all that I, um, we actually did a live on Instagram together, um, last year, maybe, I don't know. I'll have to send it to you guys, but we did a live where we're sitting next to each other and I had people send in questions or ask questions on the live. And so he's super honest. Yeah. I should do it again, but, um, yeah, it was super good conversation and, and yeah, we're very open. Like I'll ask him things like when it comes to, you know, my mind of like, you know, what did you do? Blah, blah, blah. I don't know. So he's, he's great. Um, and yeah, so that night was the last night I drank. I didn't think about quitting that day though, that he told me that's, I think it was a, I don't know, Sunday or Saturday, but, um, 
I didn't actually think about not drinking ever again until that Monday after that, where I was at work and I was still feeling like, oh, like, why can't I just drink like normally? Like, what can I just have a couple of drinks and be done and be satisfied with that? You know? Um, and I, I can't remember if I got an email with a, a scary mommy blog post or if I saw it somewhere, I didn't reach out for it, but I somehow came to me via email or I was just looking on the website. It was about a mom who didn't drink. And it was like this story. She was, um, it was a story about her in a store with her daughter and some, something that happened. But, um, I like Googled this mom, the writer's name and found her on a podcast and listened to her tell her story. And I was like, Oh my God, it's the same thing that I'm going through. It's the exact same story that I have. And she just quit drinking and she's living a life. Just, she's just living a normal life. Like live life, she really. to go to rehab. She didn't have to, you know, lose her marriage and her job and all this stuff um, that we think you have to do before you actually stop drinking. And it's like, no, right. you can just not drink. Like it sounds so easy now, but like, Back then it was like, what do you mean? I can't not drink. I have this party to go to and this bachelorette party and I have the summer and I'm, what am I going to do at barbecues and like all this stuff. And like, that was the thing that was going through my head. And so I actually reached out to this writer that I, that I found on Facebook. I just typed her name in and messaged her on Facebook and, um, she messaged me back and like gave me all this, these resources, podcast books, uh, Instagram accounts, things like that. Um, and just told me like, you don't have to drink anymore. Like you don't have to go through this anymore. You know? Um, I love that. Love the divine intervention. Yeah. I really do think that's what it was. You were correcting your own path in the healthy way and it came right. And then on top of that, you had the presence of mind and sort of the deep, like you said, there wasn't really, there wasn't trauma that you were covering up for yourself. You had, you had the foundation to be able to reach out and just not even think twice about it. And that's a really beautiful thing. And you don't often hear that. Right. Yeah. A lot of people, they want to quit, but they don't even know how to start. They don't even know like to reach out. So like, even now on Instagram where I'm like posting things like someone makes a comment on my posts, like, I wish I could, you know, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, send me a message or I'll send them a message. Like, um, cause that's kind of like what I'm doing now, you know, it's like full circle now, like I'm yeah. the one who people are reaching out to. Um, and it was actually super full circle when I, um, was it three years, when I hit my three-year mark, I had submitted a, a piece to scary mommy about how this scary mommy article changed my life, helped me change my life. And they accepted it and they published it. Nice. And it was like right at the three-year mark. And I was like, oh my gosh, it's so full circle. Like, this is great. And then I thought, okay, I could maybe start writing. And that's when my writing kind of <clears throat> really started a little bit more. Um, I've been writing for a local uh, website, a web, uh, parenting resource for since 2019. But then the other things that I've been doing and kind of just putting myself out there. I Yeah, um, sober curator. Mm-hmm. Sober curator, yep, yep. It's so cool. Nice. Good for yeah. Um. One question, I, well, a couple questions. Um, you wrote for, I read a bunch of your sobercurator.com articles yeah. and one about friendship. And I think that's something that Kim and I on the podcast and off just <clears throat> circle back to, because I love how you would say the article is um, the one about friendships, the facts of um, alcohol-free life with Blair Sharp. Mm-hmm. And 
we can decide the definition of friendship. It's not a textbook definition and, and really defining that. Yeah. There are pillars that we all come back to, but um, it always evolves. Like that's what that article, that's kind of how to sum up your article. And I feel like we need to teach that at such an early age. Yes. Cause we go into, we, we're still somewhat triggered by seventh grade, eighth grade, flip Mm -hmm. and flop and, you're hot and cold with people and you're always kind of coming from that place of treading water to be like, well, okay, I don't want that to happen. And you're, you're not even thinking about it as an adult, but then you want to claim that friendship still, but it does evolve. People go in different directions and when we have to honor that and be truthful right. with it. So how did you come to that um, understanding or did you always have that understanding of friendships? Well, I think back in the day when I was in my, um, my prime drinking, I guess you could say, (laughs) um, it was like the more, the merrier, you know, like it was cool to have all the friends and to have to be like, I was the one who was having the parties. And if I didn't have the party, then I knew where the best party was. Um, because you know, I just texted 17 people. What are you doing tonight? (laughs) You know? And then, well, let's decide where we're going to go or, you know, you know, everybody at the bar and it's like this whole thing. And you think that they're your friends, but that's not really friendship. You know, like you're not going to call those people at the bar when, um, you know, your family member passes away or something like, it's not a real friend. Um, and so I think it, I think it was definitely like relearning that. I don't think, like you said, like we're stuck in middle school or whatever. We have to like, kind of almost reteach ourselves and, and kind of realize for ourselves, like what is friendship? Cause I'm an introvert. Like we talked about, like, I'm not an extrovert, so I don't need, I don't need a, a friendship. Uh, I don't need to go hang out with my friends every weekend or even to see my friends like every week, as long as I'm just like talking to them, a few of them over text, preferably, right? Like, um, not on the phone. Um, <laughs> but, but, um, that's just like, it's kind of just figure out what you need. And then, um, you know, I guess I have some friends that are, are extroverts. So you have to, you have to kind of meet in the middle, I guess. And, and, um, most of us have little children too. So we're busy, you know, got jobs. It's not like when we're 25 and we're just kind of working a part-time job or, you know, whatever it's, we're going to school and things like that. Um, we've got our own life. So you kind of have to make it happen now. Mm-hmm. Um, and we do like a lot of play dates and things like that. Um, but I have a couple friends and then some friends that I, uh, a couple close friends. And then, um, some friends that I call friends from like Instagram and social media that I've met that I talk to every day, like sometimes more than the people that I see in person, you know, um, because and with that, like, sort of rooted in your sober community online or yes. uh, yeah, totally. Yeah. Tell us, yeah. tell us more about your, your role on Instagram and in the oh, yeah. community, because um, I think that's something that's really cool that um, mm-hmm. I think could be really helpful for people yeah. that aren't necessarily comfortable with, um, you know, seeking help in their own communities going online, you know, is certainly a, a way to do that. So, and that definitely helped me yeah. in the beginning. Cause I didn't know anyone that didn't drink everyone drank. So like, that was like the big thing. Like I didn't know anybody that didn't drink. Um, and so, um, I really had to reach out online and just like start meeting people and things like that. So now I am posting, you know, sobriety, excuse me, sobriety support and, um, just like kind of being creative with it again. Like I, 
I didn't really do anything creative while I was drinking, but I did that a lot when I was younger, like uh, when I was a kid. And so I feel like a lot of times that stuff comes back. Um, like writing, I, I didn't do any of that. I didn't even read books when I was drinking, you know, for that 16, 17 years that I was drinking. And so, um, just making funny reels and just kind of making light of a lot of the things because, um, that's, I like to use humor. I think I, I make jokes about, it's probably a coping mechanism that I have, but, um, it works, I guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I have just been kind of, I post once a day. Um, and I just usually think of something clever or whatnot and, and just kind of start writing about it. And, and a lot of times it's, um, I try to be really relatable. Like that's like the biggest thing, like the word relatable, like if I can be relatable to somebody and, and they say, Oh, wow. Like you're, I did that too. I thought that was so bad, but I did that too. And now you're talking about it and making a joke out of it or, you know, whatever. Um, they feel like, okay, it's not as bad as I thought it was, or I'm not the only one things like that. So, um, and I know how helpful that was for me in the beginning. It was like, so helpful to hear like other people talk about the same things that I was dealing with. So, um, and that's why I, I do it now. So, and I've just made so many connections with writing and opportunities have come and I've been like putting myself out there, you know, like I would never have been on a podcast five years ago, like, you know, so it's just kind of cool and meeting, meeting all these people and, um, just kind of having fun with it. I'm trying not to be too, think too much into it. You know, social media can kind of get a little overwhelming and, um, and I try to just keep it, um, light and relatable fun. Yeah. Yep. And I don't, yeah. So totally. I mean, that's, yeah. And my account is sobriety activist on Instagram too. We'll put that in the show notes. Yeah. What? Oh yes. Perfect. Um, yeah. I mean, that's why we do this podcast and, um, you know, we just like to try to connect with people as well. And, um, you know, at the beginning of both of our journeys, you know, we've only Catherine and I have been sober for just like a, over a year. Um, mm-hmm about a year and a half, year, five months, whatever. Um, but who's counting? Who's counting? four hours. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, similarly, like it, it was so important for me in the beginning to hear, to listen to these podcasts, to, yes. um, read other people's stories. So it's sort of like that pay it forward notion, you know, mm-hmm. to, um, help others. And that, and I think yeah. that's so important in, in, in trying to, um, yeah, reach others yeah. at this point. And, and I think women and mothers, especially, you know, um, yeah, I went on vacation this last weekend just to like a resort in Wisconsin, but, um, wasn't like super cool, <laughs> but, um, any getaway is a getaway. lots of alcohol. I mean, everybody was drinking, all hours of the day. It, it's a family play. It was kids and parents. Right. So, and it, and I was just like, kind of like, you know, people watching as I do and, you know, wondering who here really doesn't want to be drinking right now. You know, like there's gotta be some of these moms in here who I'd like that question, you know, like, because then it takes it outside of my head about yeah. like, I go to my room and be alone. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's like, they're, you know, drinking to kind of get through. I mean, they deserve time off too and relaxation and and stuff but hey my kid was up in the climbing thing for an hour and I was able to just sit with my coffee on my phone like that's that's enough right there like I went around the lazy river by myself like I had my husband you know and I was like okay bye I'm gonna go 
with yes. my phone in my little waterproof case, you know, like, <laughs> go on the lazy river. Like it doesn't have to be alcohol. Like we think it does, but there's other yeah. things you can, you know, Put, do to like, sometimes that's all it is. It's, it's, it's like, um, any sort of security blanket that you just yeah. have to, to be around people. Right. <laughs> and it's a thing like me go, sitting on my phone for 15 minutes, isn't going to give me a hangover tomorrow. Like, you exactly. know, it, the, the drinking just makes it worse and worse and worse. It's like well, the next day of your vacation, you're not going to want to get up and then you're going to be irritable. And, you know, I was up at five or whatever, when my kid was up and we just went down and started playing. So it was, yeah, yeah it's a whole new life. It is. It's a, it's a whole new enjoyable life. I remember, um, about a year before quitting drinking, um, I was reading a book and I was like, Oh no, there's no way I will not. I'll do all of this, but not yeah. stop alcohol. And, and I, I would be driving in the car and I'd think, Oh my gosh, like, who would I be without alcohol? Who would I be? Like, would I even be fun? Does this mean like, yeah, like I'm growing up, like, <clears throat> this is crazy, you know? So it's just yeah. funny. You're like on the other side of things four years later. And even now having that appreciation of just being able yeah. to be, I think I will always have that because I feel like I can't not notice alcohol. I don't know. It's just like, well, first of all, it's everywhere. Right. But I also like in my head, I'm just like, I see it. Um, and I just observe people. I mean, I, I, observe people in general. I mean, I have to do that for work, you know? So like, I'm always watching people, but, um, I think it's always going to be a thing and it doesn't bother me. Like, I'm not like annoyed that I don't get to do it because I know that like, if I did the next day would be like the worst and I would probably just make a fool of myself or whatever. Um, but, um, I think in what you said, like, I think my first year of not drinking, it was kind of figuring out like how to be a person in a world of filled with alcohol and just like not drink, like not do it. Like that was the first year. It was just trying to like, you know, you're going through your first wedding and your first barbecue and your first whatever Christmas. And then the second year was like, okay, I've got that. I, I figured that out. I can handle it. I can be in these situations, but now it's like, who am I without it? Yeah. Cause it was such yeah. a big deal. It was such a big part of who I was. Like that was what I was known for. I felt maybe not, maybe I wasn't, maybe I was in my head, but like whatever. And, well, um, and it was figuring out who I was, what did I, what do I like to do? You know, besides drinking, we take drinking out of the picture. What do I like to do? And it turns out it's not as not, not a lot of the same things that I used to do. So Blair, thank you so much. This has yeah. been wonderful chatting with you and, um, yeah, it's really we good way to start the week. Yeah. Part two. <laughs> yes. Part yeah, two. Have you back. Sure. I feel like there's for so sure. much more to chat, chat about. <laughs> yes. Yes, definitely. Thanks for having me. Thank oh, Blair, you. good luck to you and your family. Thank you. Very All right. Take care.